This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Folks, Labor Day shouldn't just be a holiday, but it should also be the time when we remember the struggle to get that holiday and all of the historic labor struggles that have taken place in America to see to it that not only folks had Labor Day, but 40-hour work weeks, just that. It used to be much more. Uh, no child labor. And also respect in the workplace and decent pay. Those last two are still elusive. So I think it would be good for us to get a better understanding of why they are so elusive. And we'll talk today with people who work in one of the most important areas. Many I have begun to call this is the enrollment period for the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. And there are a number of workers working for a federal contractor that are not being treated uh, themselves in the way even the act intends. In other, in other words, it seems like the company they work for doesn't even care about them. So we want to hear all about that. And this Thursday, there'll be a big press conference in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where there is a call center. The company in question is Maximus. And we're going to talk to two employees, not in Hattiesburg, but in other parts of the country. We'll find out where they're from. And they are also trying to unionize these workers with the communications workers of America, CWA. Our good friend Claude Cummings was just elected to be the brand new president of CWA after much, uh, many, many years of long, hard work. The first African-American to head that union, and we congratulate our brother Claude. But let's hear from our very special guest. First of all, we have Catherine Charles with us. Catherine, you're in Tampa. Well, first of all, welcome. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you for joining us. You're in Tampa, correct? Correct. I'm in Tampa, Florida. And you also uh, answer calls for the Affordable Care Call Center, correct? That is correct. I've been working for Maximus for nine years now. I am internal support group for Maximus um, for the program of Marketplace. Okay, okay. Uh, and then uh, Camille, give us your full name, Camille. I'm sorry I didn't get it. What's your last name? Yes, sir. My name is Camille Wade. All right. And Camille, you are in Bogalusa? Yes, I'm in Bogalusa, Louisiana. And you also work for the um, um, Maximus Call Center, too. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. And how long, how many years have you been working for them? Um, in total with the Affordable Care Act, uh, nine years um, for Maximus, uh, about five, a little over five. Because that's right. You were, you were with Maximus and then they subcontracted out. Yes. So you're part of the subcontractor. Yes. And so is it the subcontractor, I'm sure is treating you better than the primary, the Maximus, right? Or no, they treat you the same way. Actually worse. Really? Yes. Well, let's, let's begin there. I, I, since you have the floor now, Cam, um, talk to us about your experience and, and some of the conditions under which you're working. So the conditions that I'm working under have not changed. They've actually gotten even worse. A lot of CSRs have complained They've had to come back to the site, the ones whose computers have broken. 
in which they're not even agreeing to uh, fix them. Uh, even supervisors are even confused with relaying information about policies um, that have now been implemented by Capitol Bridge. Um, however, although they're being implemented by Capitol Bridge, their uh, guidelines that are being followed that were produced by Maximus. Um, Dan Harkis, who is in a executive office for Maximus, came down to our uh, Bugloosa site explaining to us that we were basically a hub zone and that we were going to be subcontracted out to Capitol Bridge and that our hours were going to start over in which we were no longer going to have any type of attendance trouble and that we were not going to experience any type of changes. And he wanted everyone to applaud. So, of course, people believed him. And that was a flat out lie. Things have been changing um, ever since then, um, as well as a lot of the databases that company was using um, as far as to track our attendance and for us to even be able to see opportunities to um, take um, a leave of absent that was like where we wouldn't get in trouble. We can't even see that site or that portal anymore. We no longer have access to it, as well as um, a lot of tier ones that were doing marketplace were forced to become dual CSRs taking Medicare and a marketplace calls. And so a lot of under th underhanded things are happening to us. We don't have our vacation uh, buy anymore, which allowed us to pay for a, a week extra during our open enrollment. Um, that is now gone and that's affecting a lot of us. It's affecting me because it stressed me out for a while because it's like I already have a trip that I paid for and I may not even be able to leave um, due to the fact that they've now taken that away. Catherine, um, you're pretty much in the same boat. And we want to be clear, you all not only, um, I, I mentioned Obamacare, but you all also, as you say again, you all handle Medicare calls as well. I cool. do not, but our site does. Yes, we okay. do have individuals that do both Medicare and Marketplace. What what about you, Catherine? Is it marketplace or Medicare or both, Catherine? In my in my situation, I only take marketplace call due to the fact that I'm internal support group, which means that whenever a representative on the phone coming off from training or even people that being tenure in the company have questions as far as how to find a script, where to look for information, if they need to do an escalation. I am the one that is um, through teams looking into their their computers and teaching them where to go and what to do. So I do not take Medicare calls. All my calls are marketplace related. You obviously, well, can you relate to some of what um, Cam Camilla is describing at, at your site? Well, I work from home. I mean, the work from home program, um, part of what she stated about the equipment, normally if something goes wrong and I have any technical issues and I have to bring in my equipment, I don't get compensated for the travel time. The same as 
if I have an accident on the way to the site to bring the computer for them to fix it and something happens, I'm I'm not going to be able to get workers comp or anything like that because the, the company is not being responsible for whatever happened to me during traveling to the site. So once I get to the site, at that point, they will start paying for the amount of time that I'm at the site. But once I return back home, that travel time, it's it's everything is up to me. Whatever happens to me in the way, I'm responsible for it. So imagine if I have to bring in the computer because something is not working properly and I get into a car accident and I have to be out for a week or more. That is something that they're not responsible for. They're not paying me for that. So that means that for whatever amount of time I'm out of the office or not able to work, they, I'm, I'm, I have to find out how to take care of my family. Now, as but the equipment is their equipment, though, right? Correct. Is their equipment? That's mind block boggling. So. How, if that's the rule, I mean, if something is wrong with their equipment to do the job they're contracted to do, why wouldn't they invest more in taking care of that equipment and coming to you? Because doesn't that affect their bottom line and how many calls? If you all's equipment is not working, you're not able to answer calls, right? That is correct. Well, one of the things that they're doing now is that not every technical issues that we have Maxim is the one paying. CMS will pay for some of the issues. For example, if I'm having audio issues where I cannot take a call because let's say my headset is not working right or something going on with their with their programs and equipment, Maximus is not the one paying me for that time frame. The, the one that they're charging that money to goes directly to CMS. Because CMS is the one that oversees the program for Marketplace and Medicare. Now, for work at home, we, they say that we are privileged to work from home, but that that privilege can go away at any time. And so what they're doing now is they're tracking the amount of time or, or hours that you have issues with their own equipment. So if I, during, let's say, on a regular eight-hour day, I start having issues with the audio and I let my supervisor know. My supervisor will try to help me fix it. If within that time frame, they're not able to get it fixed and it's been 40 minutes that I'm off the phone taking calls with, without taking calls because of the problem, they will send me to the site for that day. And then they will track that. And depending how many hours they see that you're having these issues, they can revoke the privilege of working from home. And they threaten with that a lot. So even when we're working from home, we're trying to make sure that we report the issues we're having, but we try to fix it before we even have to say anything to a supervisor. Now, one of the things that they actually do to make sure that any issues that we're having is not related to the internet, they will check your speed and they require us to have a high speed internet. They don't pay for it. We have to pay for that. Believable. Now, now speaking of hours, Cam, the other issue is pay. You all aren't adequately paid hourly, are you? 
No. I believe you all are with it. it, it, it I have this correct, $15 an hour? Starting price, yes. And Most I believe and I believe one of the demands is and has been the demand um, is to have that raised to 25, correct? Absolutely. All right. And and the same with you, Catherine, folks around 15. Correct. And so we're trying to see. We are under a federal contract. We are considered to be federal workers. Other federal workers that do work for um, the IRS, they do get paid more than we do. We are the essential healthcare workers that whenever someone needs help with the insurance, healthcare is the most important thing out there for people. And so we're not paying a decent wage. And that's what we're looking for. We're trying to rally together our employees for them to understand that we're not asking for something just trivial. We're asking for a way to take care of our families and to be able to afford. Living in Florida, it's extremely, especially during the summer that is so hot, is very expensive. And so what we're making right now, it's not enough, especially since Bruce Caswell, the, the CEO of the company, is making millions. Well, we are the one working every day. Bruce Caswell, the CEO of Maximus, is making millions. Correct. And now you mentioned the IRS workers in those call centers, but but those are are they under con? Those aren't under contractors. They get paid more, obviously, because they work directly. But but what okay. you're saying is, you all still are doing just as important of a job. You're still federal workers. This is for federal programs, right? That is correct. Marketplace and and Medicare in in some instances. What about benefits, Cam? What what kind of benefits do you all get? Health, all that. What, what is, is that worth anything? It's not. It's it's awful. Um, the last time that we had decent insurance was back in 2013 when we were under General Dynamics. Ever since then, it's just been going downhill. And um, it's like I kind of just feel like I don't even really have insurance. And I don't even understand how this is even possible that we have such uh, awful insurance that I'm literally having to have to pay $200 for a pap smear that's supposed to be under the Affordable Care Act. It's supposed to be a free wellness visit. But I, I, I my last bill for a pap smear was $238. Makes no sense. And, it's a, and I went in network. Unbelievable. It definitely makes no sense. I have my children under Medicaid because I'm not able to afford to have them in the family plan under Maximus. I have their free health insurance. But if I want to go to the doctor, I have to come out of pocket with a deductible of $2,000. So I have to make a choice. Either I go to the doctor or buy groceries for my children. So both of you are at, at call centers for the Affordable Care Act, yet you don't even qualify for some of the benefits, the affordable benefits of the Affordable Care Act. That's amazing. All right. All right. The other issue I was reading about, well, first of all, let me just say this. You all, uh, the 
uh, customer service representatives, the CSRs, have already been on strike for, I guess, mm-hmm. eight, two, were either of you involved in the strikes? Yeah, I have been. And so when was when when were you involved, Catherine? Was that was that this year or last year? It was this year in June, June 5th. I had to go in and, and serve them the notice that we were striking outside, which when I asked for the call center manager, nobody wanted to come out to, to take the notice. I had to pretty much drop it on the front desk because nobody wanted to touch it. Nobody wanted to see us there. But yeah, and we are getting ready for another strike closer to open enrollment. Which which begins when? November? Well, for Marketplace, begins November the 1st. Right. But the Medicare part, their open enrollment, I believe, is October 15th. Cam, you've been striking. You've been involved in the strikes, too? Yes. I'm actually one of the strike captains for the site of Bugalusa. And as you have done, as you all have done that, have there been any repercussions at the workplace as a result of you striking? No, there hasn't been any repercussions. Okay, okay. But 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 you all obviously organized, you said you're a strike captain. Are they preventing you? Have you all been able to fully and formally organize a, a union? No. Yes, okay. So they're not going to allow that. They're they're resisting that. They're resisting, and it's like it's really hard to even communicate. Um, I I've seen sometimes that we've left CWA paperwork um, within the break room, and I would see it around like my first break, which is around eleven, and then um, I would come in around one, around my lunchtime, and that paper has it has been gone. Um, I believe someone threw it in the trash. So, and then there's some, there's another matter too, isn't there? You all, I believe, have asked for better protocols and protections when it comes to abusive customers or abusive calls on the line, right? Can, can either of you tell me about that? Yes, um, I can. I've been on several disciplinary actions. Um, written because I've hung up on an abusive racist caller. Yes, sometimes we take calls in which some of the consumers can tell that, uh, or they've been able to tell that I was black. And so they definitely start to um, act as though like, they have no sense at all. And it's like, there's no need to be so hostile because at the end of the day, you don't know me personally and I'm really trying to help you. And so one man, I couldn't even read. We're, we're mandated to read a abusive caller script that has been put in place in order to handle abusive callers. But there's a difference between someone that is just frustrated and upset and is seeking some help versus a person who is just irate and just wants to rattle on about whatever they're experiencing in which they're not able to receive the help in which we shouldn't even have to be forced to sit there and take that abuse from them. We should be able to immediately 
terminate a call because you can clearly see that this individual is um, combative and is hostile and does not really want any assistance. Catherine, have you had that experience as well? I handle a lot of those calls because since I am internal support group, I take calls as supervisor calls. So whenever a consumer requests to speak with a supervisor, I am the person that they're talking to, which I don't get paid as a supervisor, but I have to do that job. And a lot of times when you get callers that asking for a supervisor is because at that point they're extremely frustrated. Uh, they feel that their needs are not being met. And so you can imagine they are very, very aggravated. Some consumers are able to get, you know, talking to them and, and listening to them, you're able to kind of get them to to settle a little bit or they, they don't. With that script that she mentioned that you can read to the consumer before you can release a call if they're being abusive. In the event that actually the call get, you disconnect the call, it's not like there's not going to be any repercussion towards me because at the end of the call, there are surveys that if I disconnect the call, the, the call goes to the survey. If the consumer is not happy and gives me a low rating, that counts against me. And they follow that. They want you to have a certain amount of uh, surveys where the numbers are five. That's the highest rating that you can give. But anytime you have one that is a one or a two, you, you know that the supervisor is going to listen to the call and there's paperwork that they're going to make you sign because you got that low score. And it's not like they're understanding, okay, we understand that the call got a low um, score, not because she didn't do her job, but because the consumer was irate and wasn't happy. Right, right. Just being irate. I'm, I'm curious, though, Cam, when you, when you get racist calls, I'm wondering, is, are those people who are calling and frustrated about whatever service they're getting when it comes to the marketplace, or are they just racist folks calling to harass people on the phone. I mean, what, are you to able be, to turn that? To be honest, it really could be both. Uh -huh. I, I wouldn't put it past. It really could be both. I mean, I've had some of the worst. I, as well, am in ISG. I take all five lines of business in which I've had all kind of different calls. I've even had somebody on there acting like I was, like this was a sex. Uh, operation line in which I had to, again, read the abusive script while this man is trying to do all this other stuff. Um, and it's and it's horrible that I have to listen to this and just to just to read this script and then then be able to hang up and potentially the call because I'm hanging up can go to the survey in which. I could get a bad score and then be in jeopardy of some sort of disciplinary action because I feel like the quality liaison that they have that listens to that call, I feel like that particular person um, really tries to dissect the call to try to see, uh, to make it look like it was your fault. Unbelievable. It, Catherine, you mentioned it, with healthcare. You had, Catherine, you have children, you said? Yes, I have two children, two kids. And so how challenging is it 
to provide for yourself and your family and your kids on, on this type of low wage? It is very, very, very hard. I am a single mother of two. I have a 10-year-old daughter um, and a 16-year-old boy. So every day I have to budget what I'm going to do. I have to make sure that if they need school supply, how am I going to do? What am I going to, what exactly am I going to cut during hot days in Florida? Do I turn on the AC? And the electricity bill is extremely expensive. And so now I have to determine, do I put the AC on or do I not pay the water bill? Or do I have to cut on groceries? Rent is also another thing that in Florida is going through the roof. My rent just went up by another $150. So now you can you can imagine going to the movies is not something that I can. I see that as a luxury. That's a one-time deal. Then be lucky if I'm able to get you popcorn. And so it is, it is very, very frustrating because we are doing a very important type of job. We are supposed to be value. We are supposed to be taken care of by a company that what we do is health insurance. And as I mentioned before, my children have Medicaid. And I know a lot of other co-workers, 47%, I believe, the frontline workers for Maximus are single mothers like me. And many of my friends recently, some of them have to move from a house to a mobile home or to a smaller apartment and cramp to everyone in their family together because rent is horrible. So... And the wages that we're getting paid, it's not enough to live a comfortable life. Uh, not even a comfortable life, just to live a life. Yeah, just to live. Yeah. I get a 10% difference on my pay because I'm bilingual. So you can imagine I'm doing the job of two people because I take both type of calls. I take tier one calls, tier two calls, ISG calls. Plus um, supervisor calls and I have to do it in both language. It's not like I have a break or, okay, so it's, it's a lot of work. So that extra 10%, it does help, but they're taking that out of my soul. By the end of the day, when I take the headsets over my head, my head hurts. My brain is tired. Yeah. And then I have to deal with doing homework, cooking for my children, cleaning my house, and running a house making sure that everything is done so that the next day I'm ready to go back into that phone. But in the meantime, Maximus is not taking care of us. No, and, and I'm looking at, at some of the, the, the numbers. Um, publicly traded corporation Maximus is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, received nearly all of its $4.63 billion of revenue in 2022 from federal and state government agencies. Um, yeah, that's, they, they're making money. They're making money hand over fist. What about you, Cam? You have a family as well? Uh, no, it, I just have me myself, but, um, still, uh, I own my own home and I always get stressed out with 
comes time to renew for homeowners insurance because it's extremely expensive. So yep. this pay rate is not helping me. Um, a report uh, also has found uh, the Communications Workers of America, 60% of call center workers who participated in the survey, um, 75% were either turned down or didn't even hear back. Um, an analysis of LinkedIn profiles for nearly 1,000 current Maximus managers found that more than two-thirds, 68% of current Maximus managers with LinkedIn profiles were hired externally rather than being promoted from within. Furthermore, a review of the company's press releases found that within the past year, 87% of executives hired were white and 67% uh, were male. Um, Mike, white men, however, make up only 9% of frontline workers. They account for nearly 50% of Maximus executives and black and Latino women, like the two we have with us today, only 5% of Maximus executives. So there's really no way for either you, for either for you all to get promoted or move up in the company, right, Catherine? No, there's not a path of promotion. For example, for me being ISG, the only other way that I can move up is becoming a supervisor. And to become a supervisor, it is hard. Um, it, it's not sometimes the time, the amount of time that you have at work and how good you are, it's also the people that you know that may be able to help you move up. And then after you become a supervisor, then you stop there. There's not a path for an actual career through Maximus. But for Spanish people, it's even harder to become a supervisor because they want us on the phone because we are taking a lot of calls. Right, right, right. But you're more valuable to them on the phone because of the customers, right? right? So yes. no, we're not going to promote you, but we're going to need you to take these calls. You know, we need you. We need you to pick the cotton. Uh, Cam, I, I guess the same for you. You've not seen any opportunity for promotion or advancement either. No. Uh, to be honest, the only way that I probably invent in life is by leaving the company. Well, since you said that, address that, though, because I'm sure some people listening, um, you know, some people have the luxury of choices when it comes to employment. Most don't. What do you say to someone who's listening, Cam, and they just say, well, why don't, Cam, why don't you just leave tomorrow? Why don't you and Catherine just walk out tomorrow? What, 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 do you, what do you say to that? I want them to understand why that's not something that you can just snap your fingers and do. Because, number one, I have bills that have to be paid monthly. And then it every to to life, everything is a process. So no, you can't just up and just leave tomorrow. You always have to have a plan in place long term. Catherine, you want to add to that? I mean, you got kids. I, I mean, do have kids that I know, have to. Right, and you gotta have. I mean, you can't. Y'all can't just make moves like that, folks. We're talking about, and I think some of us think we can, but when you really think about it. Can anybody just up anywhere to leave their job today and walk off without having something else lined up? In a culture and society 
what a lot of places people are being paid fairly. So you go from one bad situation to another. Right, right, Catherine? That is correct. And aside from the, mon- the money, one of the things that it's keeping me and I've been with Maximus for such a long time. Well, I actually started when it was general dynamic. It is because I like helping people. I love the feeling that I get when I have someone on the phone who tells me I don't know what to do. Mm, I just got divorced. I have children and I have no clue what I have to do in order to get health insurance. And I am able to sit there and guide the person and help them. That is something that makes my heart full of joy. I love that. I have a bachelor's degree in a career that in Florida, unfortunately, is not something that I can just say, you know what, forget it. Let me go do that because it's no job for that here. And in order for me to be able to work on that field, I have to move to like New York or somewhere like that which I'm not willing to do. I can't. I cannot afford it to do it right now. I'm curious, what, what's your, what field is your bachelor's in? It's fashion design and marketing. All right. That's all right. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's real talk. And I'm glad to hear what you say about service. And as you said, you all are providing a, a tremendous service. Folks, we're talking about healthcare. You know, we're talking about healing. There's no greater service than that. Um, and so lastly, you all are preparing to strike. The demand, though, is for the Biden administration to make Maximus, as its contractor, do what it's supposed to do, right? I mean, that's ultimately what we want the Biden administration to do, correct, Cam? Yes, that's correct. And what has there been any, is there any dialogue with the Biden administration, Catherine? Have you all got any indication that they are hearing? Your concerns? Well, back in June or at the beginning of July, I believe, I went to Capitol Hill because um, Secretary Becerra was having a hearing in regards to health care. So we went to deliver a petition for, for him to investigate Maximus and their practices. Um, I have been back to Capitol Hill talking to other representatives. Um, recently I met with representative Kathy Castor. She is, um, the representative of my district, which is one of the district where Maximus has one of the call centers, which is the call center in Riverview. And a lot of the people that work from home, we are under her district as well. And we're meeting, we met with, with her and we have met with all, all these other representatives requesting for them to sign the petition to get involved and help us. We are fighting here. It's for our family, for our welfare. This year, two days before Mother's Day, more than 700 employees will let go. And it wasn't like they called them one by one in an office and say, you know what, because of local volume, we're going to let you go. They put these people in meeting rooms and told them, you have two weeks to go. Get prepared. And that is unacceptable. Many of those people were females, mothers, single mothers with children. And now after working, I had a friend, she was working for the company for 14 years. And they said, we're letting you go because um, local volume. But in reality, that is a lie. Because if you go to their website, they're hiring people. They're opening up two new sites 
In Florida, they're opening one in Jacksonville. And then in Texas, they're just getting ready to open another one. Here in Tampa, what they did, they opened up a site. It's called Net Park. And what they did is they subcontracted it to a company called KGI. And just like what is happening to Cam, it's happening to them. Many of them don't have access to all the programs that I'm able to see within Maximus. We're supposed to, they're, they're not able to, if they need to request a day off, they're not able to see if the time is available because they cannot see that. And so they're subcontracting these companies so that we cannot unionize to try to get us to dissipate, to make us think that, well, now, because I'm a, under a subcontractor, I don't work for Maximus anymore. So trying to unionize is not going to work. But we will continue to do the fight. We are here. Like, uh, my face is in front of this camera. I know that tomorrow I can be without a job. But I'm doing this because we need to do something. I love my job. I don't want to be fired and I don't want to have to leave my job. But we need to make sure also that not only us, but everybody coming behind us, that they can be taken care, treated fairly. So we're going to continue to fight Maximus. No matter how hard they fight, we're going to fight harder. CWA folks has called on the uh, Biden administration to investigate Maximus for labor practices and to hold them accountable. Um, and, and just in closing to Cameron, thank you for that care. And thank you both for your courage in coming forward. Um, Cam, uh, you know, as you all do this, I mean, th this is serious. We know how many people depend on those call centers, especially as we're moving toward open enrollment. So if you all go on strike, I mean, they've got to hear that they've got to, you would think would want to do everything we think would be everybody's in best interest, including the administration, not to have those call centers go down, right? Correct. Yeah. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Well, thank you both. Uh, Catherine Charles joins us uh, from Tampa, Florida. Cam Wade joins us from Boogaloosa, Louisiana. Um, Catherine works directly for Maximus. Cam works for a subcontractor, but as Catherine just so eloquently explained, they're subcontracting to make it difficult to unionize. Communications Workers of America wants to organize and, and, and unionize this. Folks, this is... Um, this is no small thing because, especially because of the area in which they work, especially because this is the Affordable Care Act, the Obamacare uh, call center. And, you know, for those of us who lift up the name of Dr. King, we understand this, what, what Catherine and Cam are doing is what he was doing when he gave his life. All that the men 
wanted in Memphis. In fact, I'm in Memphis right now, by the way. All the men wanted who were the sanitation workers in Memphis was to unionize. And Dr. King gave his life in that struggle. Catherine and Cam, most certainly, we pray, won't have to give their lives. But if he could give his life, then at least we could do is pay attention to this and help them and support them uh, in any way uh, possible. And so in Hattiesburg, Thursday, there'll be a big press conference. Hattiesburg is one of the sites. It's hot down there, too, in terms of this this issue. So, folks, stay tuned. Uh, to this. And as this story develops, we're going to come back to you. We thank again, Catherine, Charles, and Camille Wade. Thank you both for joining us on Make It Plain. Thank you for having us. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand. And above all, Give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love. And please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.